0: Episode 63 of the Severe May podcast is here. Andrew McGatton joined, as always, my beautiful co-host from Limerick, Sean Sheehan. But we have an extra guest with us this evening, folks. The wonderful Peter Carroll from Blanchardstown in Dublin. The one problem about him.
1: (laughs) It's a lovely part of the world. I don't know what you're talking
0: about. As always, kick off the podcast. We need to thank our sponsors, ROS Nutrition. Um, Great lads. They're an Irish group of lads. They're dedicated to their product. They're just like the team Severe May. They are the official supplement providers for uh, Dublin GAA for Irish hockey and as well as my very own Dundalk FC. Uh, you can head on over to orsnutrition.com. You can um, go on to... There's pots and pans going everywhere in Peter Carroll's gaff. I think it's him, someone making up his ORS nutrition gear for him after this podcast. That's it. Um, Elaine's getting my, my shake ready for me right now. Excellent. Good to hear. Uh, you can go over to orsnutrition.com. All sorts of athletes, We can uh, they can offer you different things for different sports. If you're an athlete, if you're uh, an endurance runner, if you're a cyclist, if you're a martial artist, if you're a GA player, they have... Um, it can really, really help you with recovery, perform performing better in terms of your ability, in terms of how you can go longer. Lucas said Sport, 33% longer, Sean G, and you remember that Adam I'm sure. I'm you. Um, I need a lot
2: of it this week. Go on.
0: Um, first time orders, you can use the code SEVERE MMA. You can get twenty-five percent off your order. Um they've got a load of host of different products. Good for recovery, good for pre-workouts. Uh, you've got your different types of proteins, your plant-based, whey-based. Loads of things. Head head on over orosnutrition.com dot com. Um, a little bit of a different podcast this week. Unfortunately, um, it's going to be a shorter episode. Things will be back to normal on Monday night or Tuesday, depending on when me and Sean's schedules clash. Um, so things will be back to normal from then. But we needed to. We didn't want to record the podcast earlier in the week due to the events that had happened. We also uh, wanted to just put it off a little bit before we got a podcast out there. As uh, we'll say now there's a ve- couple of sensitive subjects We don't really want to touch on a lot of topics that maybe people are thinking of But what we've been given and what the facts that are out there at the moment We definitely are able to talk about And we just wanted to put something out there for the people that are maybe listening or wondering or wanting to hear more um, For those that are just tuning in and maybe thinking what happened Unfortunately at the weekend at a MMA show in Dublin um, There was a guy fighting, his name was Joe Carvalho He... Um, Uh, Fell ill a couple of minutes after his fight And he was taken away for examination Unfortunately um, Within the next 48 hours He had passed away um, after his fight Again More than anything Absolute and utter condolences to his family His teammates um, His training partners His coaches Everyone that was near to him And everyone that was dear to him It's an absolute tragedy for the world of MMA And unfortunately it it had to happen in, um, in Dublin At an event that a couple of us were at At the weekend So Peter Carroll, um, Ireland's premier mixed martial arts journalist, the man who has done probably the most work, the most footwork, the man who spoke to the most people here. Could you uh, tell us a little bit about it?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's um, it's a it's very sensitive issue, as you were saying. And, um, you know, the real thing that we need to come out of this is uh, we can't let it happen again. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the safeguards that we need to put in place is, is a governing body. Um you know, this has really all come to a head on the back of, on the back of uh, Joe's death, unfortunately. But we can't we can't just hope that that doesn't happen again. And as rare as as it is to have a fatality in, in mixed martial arts, we need to safeguard it for the future. You know, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of young teenagers getting into this sport now, and we need to make sure that they they're uh, as safe as they can be when they're competing. Um, you know, I was really disappointed with the. Uh, the government stance on it, the fact that they uh you know, they came out and they said they knew this was gonna happen, that w- that's very hard for me to hear. Um, you know, a government body who look after the sport in Ireland, you know, they're they're saying how great it is when we have Conor McGregor, you know, winning these world titles and on the cover of every big sports magazine in the world. And then when something like this happens, it's not a sport. Now obviously Sport Ireland never recognised mixed martial arts, but to say like, you know, there hasn't been moves made to, to regulate this sport in Ireland is 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 a complete lie. You know, the IAPA have been have been working diligently for two years and, and they've put a lot of safety precautions in place. But the fact is that they cannot do they cannot police the professional sport. A governing body needs to be introduced to do that. And that's that's the next step. We need to get that done. I mean, we cannot let this go on the way it is. You know what I mean? They need to do something, you know. It's it's just a very confusing time, and we need action really quickly because you know there, there's an event happening tomorrow night. Like I don't agree with that. Um, I don't I don't know what we're going to do, but we, something needs to happen, and something needs to happen fast.
0: pt would or PT and Sean, I suppose, um, would either of you like to see something concrete, definite in place before any event in Ireland? Put another one on just for a risk. Of something happening again is an event that has entirely um that's entirely compromised of amateur fights, maybe that the IAPA will be able to oversee, or where would you like to see it go?
2: I think something has to be done before before there's another MMA event in Ireland. Like I know there's supposed to be an event going on tomorrow and it's look it's not uh, the IAPA are not uh, not behind it, or safe MMA are not behind it. Look, that's how it's been going on for the last couple of years and kind of I don't know has there been a blind eye put that or it, it, it's not really a blind eye either, either it's the way it needs to grow and like John Cavanaugh and the IAPA and all those guys have as Pete said there he's dead right Sport Ireland knew very well about MMA and they knew very well about the IAPA <clears throat> and for them to just practically just wash, try to wash their hands of it after a man died I thought it was absolutely disgraceful so they have the IAPA and all of those guys have been trying to get MMA recognises a sport in Ireland. So now the time for Sport Ireland to do something. Lorenzo Fertitta came out today and he said the UFC will help if they want help. Take up that help. They know exactly what they're doing. They've done it all over the world, all over America. They just recently did it in New York. Get on to the UFC. Get them to help. Ask them what you what Ireland needs to do to set up our own governing body or our own athletic Commission or whatever you want to call it so that we can regulate MMA in Ireland until then there shouldn't be any uh, events in my opinion and it, it, it's not a, it's not a thing that okay shut down MMA here you can still run events while like if, if it's going to be in place and say like oh, okay you're, you're putting it in place the, the work has started. Then, fair enough. Do it then. But this thing now where everyone's kind of going back and forth and there's nothing happening, you can't. It's too much, too much of a tumultuous time. God forbid if there was another incident, where would we be then? That, look, I think, something has to be done now. I think you could do it quick enough. If everyone's on board. If the IAP are on board, all the gyms in Ireland are on board. Sport, if Sport Ireland got there, if Michael Ring get there, if you get the UFC's help, you can get this done fairly quickly. We need to get it done because it's people's lives are at risk here. And you have it has to be done.
1: The thing is as well though, like I mean, putting the body together obviously would be very quickly, but getting the funding won't be quick. You know that's that's always a problem, especially if if we go under uh, with Sport Ireland to wait for the funds and for them to understand the the amount of capital that is needed to kind of you know make sure that the fighters are okay that they're pre cleared. You know, there's a lot of fighters in Ireland. You're talking 170 quid to uh, get a get a fighter say uh, safe MMA approved, um, and you know it's it's 2,000 euro for every show to have a full medical team and trauma room. On on site, so, you know that's that's the of the highest standards where where a trauma room would be able to, you know, maybe, you know, do, do like maybe resuscitate someone or induce them into a coma if necessary. But you know, the thing that annoys me is Sport Ireland uh, put out then yesterday evening again, um, you know, that they were going to work towards getting this done, and they said mm-hmm. um, without going into huge detail, this is me quote their press release without going into huge detail, the applicant should be able to demonstrate that as a functioning corporate body. Is affiliated with relevant international organisations. Is the operating governing authority with rules, etc., and has clubs and memberships around the country. That is the IAPA for MMA. Yeah. Like that,
0: have all of that already in place yeah. under their under their structure, don't they? They absolutely do. And um,
1: you know, these look. I can't. I can't. Um, I can't get the, the, the source to come forward at the moment. But I, I, I know that both the IAPA, and Safe Ireland have met John Tracy of sport, sport Ireland in the past. They've met him face-to-face to talk about regulation of the sport in Ireland. And that's that's what's really has me disappointed with with this issue. Um, I can't believe politicians are lo- loyal, lads. It's an absolute disaster.
0: You're Which, uh, dead right, though, what you <laughs> said <it>. You <laughs> mentioned political... Uh, just one thing on the politicians there. When what? Michael Ring said something yesterday that he had contacted 17 organisations in the country um, mm. about his grave concerns for this sport... PT, you've been around longer than I have. Uh, we've been to hundreds, of, well, maybe not hundreds of shows, but quite a lot of shows. There hasn't been more than 17 mixed martial arts organisations in Ireland throughout its inception. So I'm not too sure if he was able to write to 17 of them from uh, February of 2014. Whether he meant maybe venues that were hosting them in the that's past. That's what I'd say. That's what that's I think says. it could have been. But surely one of the people on that list would have been, it would have hit one promoter's desk and we could have heard that if. After his claim, surely a promoter would have came forward and said, yeah, we were contacted. But instead, it seems like no one was contacted.
1: But the thing is, like, I've... I've um, Graham Merrigan of um, What's a Story podcast, you, you know him well, he's known well, he goes to a lot of fights. He... he uh, I was on the phone with Graham earlier, and he rang Michael Ring's office, and he got a copy of that letter that went out. There was nothing uh, about reaching out and making the sport regulated. It was just like, you better be safe, lads. You know, on your go. That, that's, that's all it said like I mean, it, there was no um, Olive Ranch offered there. There was nothing like that. And, and interestingly, you know February 2014, he sends out these uh, letters. 2014 was when the IAPA was formed. You know, he, he can't like say that two years ago he sent out this and, and nothing was done. Like there was no funding there to, to get behind this kind of stuff now. And as the sport has grown in Ireland, the OAPA has been founded. You know that's that's a that's a substantial step there, and you know what I mean. The fact that they had to go in and get constituted by the Irish Amateur Wrestling Association, and because they one of, one of their offshoots is pancreas, <coughs> which we know is it has been um has been considered the earliest form of mixed martial arts. Like, you know, they had to find fu- look 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 at the length they went to to try and make the sport legitimate here, Just like
0: to get it in. Yeah. You
1: know, you know, like it's. It's an absolute. This like th- I just I just felt when Michael Ring's appearance and off the ball really made it sound like it's this lawless thing, you know. Um, basically, I think we're in a situation now, and as Sean touched on there earlier, this this show tomorrow, as far as we know, isn't safe. MMA approved doesn't have the backing of the APA, you know. Really, I think the scene has to make up its mind as far as like a boycott or something on, on shows like this, because, you know, look look at battles on there the other night, like. You know what I mean? Full trauma room, everything. We could see everything there. It, it, it was, it was, it was brilliant. You know, and it was just about the sport. It was, it was a great night. You know, it wasn't at uh, TEF, so I can't comment on that. But it's just, it's amazing that, you know, we were at Zone, It's just amazing night for the sport for, for nothing more than it's just such a. Such a great place to be to see these young guys going in there and fighting, to see the pros coming on later on, to see all the, the medical care there, to see all the officials there, to see the commissions there, the commissioners there. You know, it's that's what you really want to see. Like, I was very proud of the sport that night. And then, you know, f- for this to happen a week later, and then, you know, <coughs> it's just, it's crazy to think, you know, in a few months' time, we're going to watch a champion from Ireland, you know, take on a guy in, in the biggest, the main event, the biggest uh, marquee event UFC are putting on while well, this is all happening here. It just seems like two different worlds.
0: One you hit, the, you hit the,
2: nail the head there, the head there, with the money thing, right? Like we we all know politicians and, and stuff like that. Look, that, okay, they have a job to do, but this this is a safety thing as well. And they, like they have to get in there because the IAPA can't do it enough. They can't regulate themselves. They have to have the backing of the government to do it. Look, okay. They, the thing about the money is, they didn't mind taking you Sadas money to test the Irish UFC fighters, did they? Sport Ireland when they were offered that, but they've they've just washed their hands of it now. When there's actual work to be done, when they might have, have actually have to put some funding into it. Look, the, the promoters and the fighters as well have a duty here, right? If you go out and play a game of hurling, they're not going to let you on the field without a helmet or a hurler. Like there's money you have to going to be put into it. If the fighters want to fight, they're going to have to get the money. To, to do their things to, to do their medical checkups or whatever, and if they can't, they can't fight simple as that. It, it's too important. health is this sport is predicated on having safe standards. I have no interest in seeing two, two men or two women fighting unless it's under the strictest of standards where they're medically checked before and after and during the fight, if anything happens to them, God forbid that they'll be helped as well there's that the promotions as well you see that trauma room and stuff there if you can't provide that you cannot put on a show and you shouldn't be able to put on a show this board whenever it gets set up hopefully if it does get set up should be going to all of the shows like that like the show we had Saturday night any show and looking, getting there a couple of hours beforehand, seeing do they have this trauma room, seeing do they have the right amount of uh, of doctors, ambulances, everything. If there's one thing missing, that show cannot go ahead. They, they pull all the fighters from it. And we need someone like that that can do that. We need a, a board that sits like we see in the Nevada State Athletic Commission, where if a fighter who's 10 and all wants to have a fight, he has to go in and get his, his license once a year or months, every 18 months, whatever you want to do it. You need you need to set out the rules, you need to get on board with the government and you need everyone needs to get under those rules or you simply can't fight or you can't put on a promotion. That's what needs to happen.
0: A couple of things from that though, I know today with the show that we're talking about that's happening tomorrow, I believe there was some sort of correspondence sent around and a couple of people have withdrawn themselves from the card because it's not uh, backed by the IAPA. So, the response to that already was people falling off the card.
1: I saw Keith Kavanagh. Yeah, Keith Kavanagh yeah. in
0: particular was one of the, he rang me today to say that he was, um, he oh. was being taken off the card and he just asked me if I thought it was the right thing and I said, it's absolutely the right thing. I was like, 100%. I said the fact well, I don't that- know
1: how they, I don't know how these, this promoter hasn't pulled the card. You know, every single journalist in Ireland, we've seen the, the stuff that's come out. It's, it's absolutely, it's sensationalizing the sport in the most uh vo- like in the most barbaric way. Like I read I read a, a piece in the Irish Times and you know he, he's talking about like I've seen footage of this fight. I've seen footage of of the fight in question. And there is nothing like this the way this guy was describing it like fans hanging onto the cage and howling
0: howling into the cage, oh. pinning him down with one hand before striking him. Yeah. It was like Pete you've you've seen the fight and I saw it live and, as well. and Sean you saw it as well. It it was up for a short period of time. Um, if I can put it out there, and this is a horrible thing that's happened, but we have seen fights. Sean, you and I have discussed fights. Pete, yeah. you and I have seen fights live that were worse than the fight. That there is absolutely the nothing weekend.
1: wrong with that fight. No, there it wasn't is bad nothing at all. Wrong yeah. with that fight? There's nothing wrong with the officiating in the fight. This yeah. was a complete freak accident. Yeah. This—that's what it was. Like you know what I mean? Like to—it was completely out of everyone's hands. You know, um, like you know, we're obviously going to have to wait for full medical report to come out, but you know, it's 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 ridiculous. Like, there's nothing wrong with the officiating in that fight. If that fight had been stopped when people are saying people are saying it should have been stopped in the first round because of the knockdowns, that guy, like Joe, to his credit, you know, he had his guard back. He was trapping an arm, looking to sweep, looking for looking for a submission. Like that, that guy was fighting all the way through that fight. You know, he didn't stop.
0: He rocked Charlie Charlie yeah, in the last six seconds. He fight. almost finished Charlie with strikes and nearly submitted him as well.
1: Yeah, I mean. It was a perfect like, stoppage. Yeah, it was a perfect yeah. stoppage at the end. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Like uh, People who aren't conditioned to the sport have no right to talk about when that fight should have been stopped. Have absolutely no right. If you aren't conditioned to watch a mixed martial arts, don't tell me what you think of that fight. because people are treating this oh wait here's another thing here's another thing i just want to get in did you hear joe duffy's show on live line yeah joe was still fighting for his life he looped the sound oh i was talking to a radio expert
0: the sound while saying oh go on
1: yeah he looped the sound while commentating over and made it louder made it more dramatic while he's commentating over it like it's you know it's 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 all like I, i hate to say it but uh, you know it's like people are rubbing their hands together when they heard this just because of, of how much they, they hate the sport you know and that's they don't know enough about it to hate it and you know to say that boxing's okay and then mixed martial arts is not okay you've made a choice there you're, you're not making sense anymore people you've made treat- a choice
2: people are treating it like it's a rape or murder or something like the difference between like a fight on the street like a Two, two, one, or one guy beating the head off each other or, or, or off someone else, or two guys beating the head off each other, it's because we don't have this regula- regulation. It's because they aren't consenting. They're not getting paid. There's there's a big difference. People are calling into question MMA. That's why MMA is different. That's why it's not barbaric. That's why it's not, you know, people call, call it a street fight. It couldn't be the furthest thing from a street fight. Those guys are well trained. Like oh, I watched that fight. It was a very, very good fight. Like That fight could have been, like, High up on a Bama yeah, car, or maybe even U- lower down on a UFC card. Those guys were,
1: were skilled guys. Like it's an insult. It's an insult to yeah. that guy's life to say that it that is, was yeah. a street fight. That guy yeah. spent his whole life training this sport. You know, he, you know, he dedicated a massive part of his life. Like, believe me. And Michael Ring saying that these guys are making lots of money. Believe me, Joe Carvalho wasn't making a lot of money. Definitely wasn't no. making a lot of money. You know, this was his passion. <laughs> this was his. This is what he wanted to do with his life. You know, yeah. it's. It's just an insult to, to his memory to say that this is a. There's no skill involved in this fight. These guys have trained their whole lives. Charlie Ward has trained his whole life in boxing as well. You know, this is this is two very well trained martial artists fighting each other. You know what I mean? Whether you, whether people want to want want to say whatever they want to say, but that that's a fact. These guys have been training their whole lives, and it's yes. it's an embarrassment. It's an insult to them to say to say that this was some type of street fight.
0: Okay, just a couple of things here. Moving forward, before we let you go, because. Um, I know, Pete. You're you're celebrating today. You became an uncle for the first time. We're not yeah, going to keep lovely. you here for too much longer. Congrats, Congratulations, Luke and Sonia. Baby Lucy, she's gorgeous. Um, the one thing that a couple of just things that I want to ask both of you before we go. Moving on from here, from here on forward, I know we spoke that we uh, think that this should be set up. It should be regulated. There should be it should be official government involvement, but. Let me pose to you, as Sean said, or you said Pete more, Moore, I should say, about uh, money and getting funding in place from the government. That could be the sticking point in terms of time. Uh, a lot of MMA shows booked between now and then. Um, BAM in particular, a lot of Irish shows as well. These guys um, are going to want to keep their shows going on within whatever rule set they can possible. I, me going forward from here on is something that I'm going to throw out here. I think I would like to see and I'd welcome both of your opinions on it. Assuming there is a a profile. Uh, assuming there are no pro fights on the card, let's say there has to be just cards with amateur fights from now on. And um, as you said, the trauma room, uh, the code blue package that they do to cater events. And um, as you said, around two thousand euro cost of mind does not. Overrule the cost of what is actually It's going to cost you I've spoken to a promoter before and he told me That he will always get those guys in there Because even if it is a certain amount of money It does not matter, if something happens Then you will hate yourself For the rest of your life wondering Why did I not pay the extra X amount of money To have the proper protocols in place And that they're absolutely mandatory Do you think that events, that if they have Amateur fights where everything can be overseen As it is by the IAPA To make sure that Uh, The fighters are healthy; that they could go on in the future. Or do you think that there should be even more checks that maybe guys have to get the same amount of stuff that they have to do for a UFC fight or a pro fight, and get that in under the IAPA? Where do you think? uh, Where do you think we land? Because there are events coming up. I know there's events this month, later on up the north as well. Where do we stand on this?
1: Well, I mean, there's nothing stopping them events going ahead. Like currently, there is no regulating body. There is nothing, unless the. The sport is banned in Ireland. There's nothing. There's nothing to stop them fights going ahead. Um, I personally would like to see. There's still a lot of clubs that haven't got the IAPA membership. Um, I think you know they can't. They can't compete. Like they shouldn't be allowed to compete unless you're unless you're involved with the IAPA now. Um, any self-respecting coach would be doing everything he can to get his fighters signed up with that. Um, you know this is this is about safety. This is about health. You know we're trying to portray the sport in the best light we can. Um you know and we really need to we really need to all kind of you know huddle together here and put our heads together and think about you know as as a scene as well what we want to do here um personally i I'm not comfortable going to a fight anymore that doesn't have a trauma room that doesn't have you know doesn't have a certain level of um you know o a p a recognition and safe m m a approved I don't think I'll go to events anymore that that haven't got them things and um, I don't want to make a big thing out of it i'm not you know not. I don't want to slander the guys who don't have that. I understand that it, money can be an issue, but personally, I don't feel I don't feel like I don't I don't want to report in the sport unless it's it's um, being being some kind of eye being put over it. Like it doesn't feel right anymore. And not that I wasn't even aware, you know, I really wasn't aware that things weren't in place a lot of the times. You know, if, I, if I've gone to events, I kind of expect that to be there. You know, um, this is obviously. Uh, beamed a massive light on the situation and it's you know we have to do something now there's no way it can keep on going the way it is so i hope something happens quickly and um and i hope i hope we never have to talk about this again
2: something something has to get started anyway you asked about not you know all shows should be stopped until something gets on something has to be started look if the IAPA are talking to Sport Ireland if the UFC get involved, if the minister gets involved, if that ha- if that's happening, we know what's happening. These show should be put on by the IAPA and CFMMA if all the fights are underneath that banner, just to prove how they can do them properly. Because if you stop, you're just going to, as Pete said, there, there's going to be events still happening. They're just going to drive them underground, and if you stop, it's going to it's going to quell the movement towards. Uh, towards regulation Lorenzo Farsi said it there in his interview with Luke Thomas today that's that's what the UFC has been done their whole time, they've gone towards regula- regulation and that's what Irish MMA needs to do as well and they have been doing it, PC said it at the very start John Kavanaugh and Andy Ryan and uh, all those guys w- w- with the uh, IAPA that's why they set it up, to get towards regulation. I remember you did an interview with John Cavanandrew. Uh, I was Justin about Justin to say started. that, yeah, yeah, and he did and exactly,
0: a 20-minute interview yeah. and he spoke about the needs of yeah. it even back then. Exactly, yeah. He spoke about this. So,
2: like, this, this guy coming out saying that, oh, they, they've never wanted this, they've never come towards us. Of course they have. Of course they've done it. Like, it's weird as well. We were, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about safety in Irish MMA on, on the podcast and we were talking about the good work the IAPA were doing and that, look, it has been improving all the time and that's the worst thing about this is that like it has been improving and it you know it, there's still okay there's as Pete said there's still a lot of people out there running events that are unregulated and not under the IAPA uh, and, and safe MMA regulations but a lot of most of them are like a lot, of them are, a lot of them are doing good are doing good work and they're you know trying to get guys fights trying to get you know uh, and trying to get fights under a safe under a safe uh, circumstances, and look, like, that's what needs to be done going forward. They're doing a great job. They need, they need more. They need help from the government. The government have to do as I said. The money is a big sti- uh, stickler, but the government have to put into money the fighters, the promoters. They have to do it. Money has to be secondary to safety. It always has to be.
0: Um, Petey, I know you're very pushed for time here. Just uh, one last thing before you go, and then Sean and I can close it off. You were talking about money, you had a couple of figures earlier on, €170, euro, I think it was for a fighter to be uh, medically cleared beforehand, a lot of... Prob- for one year,
1: that's only for one year. For so. one year.
0: Do you think um, the cost involved in this is something that the government may be put off by? Do you think that they have to do it now? Do you think it could be something like a private investor coming in and be able to put money into the IAPA? Is there a way that the IAPA can generate income for itself to be able to keep running? Or does it have to be state-funded, privately funded, that sort of thing?
1: I think so. I think that's the only way, you know. Um, like another thing Michael Ring said, I'm sorry, I'm very annoyed with what he said, so I'm going to keep on bringing it up. But he said, these promoters are making lots of money and the fighters are making lots of money. It's not true. No. It's not true at all. Like, I mean.
0: Battle Zone by putting those medical, st- like we were there, by putting the medical standards in place that they had, in comparison to the amount of people that they actually had in the arena, I wouldn't say Andy Ryan was walking away with a, a wheelbarrow full of money after that event because you could uh, see absolutely. there wasn't a lot of people. Not that there wasn't a lot of people there, but a smaller venue and um, taken to all the costs that of setting up the of setting up the show and then the medical on top of it. Fair play to them. Like, do you know what I mean? You can see that that is that's not a promotion that's there to try and make cash.
1: Well, well there's something there's some very right. honest some very honest about that kind of thing as well. Like I mean there was no glitz and glamour to that show whatsoever. It was literally about the sport. There was no flashy stage, there was no lights. You know, it was, it was literally lads walking in to fight. Like as soon as the fight's over, next fight's on, no big walk out, there's no superstars there. This was about developing fighters and about giving them an opportunity to compete. And that's what it should be about there should not be there should be no other shit involved until like high professional levels you know we don't need any of that stuff you know this is about letting guys compete and um, letting them see where they they uh, measure up against other guys their weight class their age their same experience that's what it's all about that's what we want to see and um, i don't want to see a big show i don't need big screens lights nothing like that don't spend your money on that spend it on the goddamn trauma room you know what i mean
0: lovely yeah. pizza so you have to tip on now, do you?
1: yeah I do sorry lads I have to go and wet this later. baby's Sean and I
0: can close it off look pizza thanks so much see you bye. later thank you very much bye bye uh, Peter Carroll from severemma.com also contributes to pretty much anybody that will uh, that will have him Sean
2: anyone will give him a few cents he'll Irish, Irish
0: Mirror <laughs> Fightland uh, the Daily Express UFC blog am I forgetting anyone no uh, so. News Talk News Talk as well yeah. uh, he put uh, Check him out, twitter.com forward slash Carroll. Uh, there's links there to all of the great stuff that he's written over the last couple of days. Sean, I suppose to close it off, have we any more thoughts between the two of ourselves? Yeah.
2: Look, at the end of the day, we can talk about MMA, we can talk about the sport, we can talk about regulation, but at the end of the day, man lasts his life, like, and that's the that's the most important thing. That if anything comes from this, we have to change it so that never happens again. Like... You don't want to be you know you don't want to be waking up at night the morning after uh an MMA event and hearing someone else died like you like
0: having ugh, having no. actually been there and witnessed it and saw the the delay in the card that happened because he was being taken away for treatment, um I have to say, and I've spoke to you about this during the week, I mm. will now I found it very hard to watch that from the point of view that 25 minutes before um, he had been taken away in the venue I was <laughs> yeah. watching that fight from an aesthetic like as we said this was a perfect fight this was a perfect fight but then it starts to make you question about mm-hmm. what the implications are for these guys career I'm,
2: if it didn't if it didn't make you question it you, you know
0: then there's something it, wrong
2: there's something wrong with you yeah you you should be questioned that's a healthy thing Like, and everyone out there don't blindly support MMA either don't, don't do that that's the worst thing you could do question it question what's wrong question if, if you think things are right say that but you have to question it as well there's no there's no good if like there i was listening to luke thomas's chat uh, there today and he made a very good point that you know it isn't an accident that there's never been a debt in the ufc you know it's because they do everything so stringently and so well that you know it, it's it's just and okay maybe and, and, and the i'm not saying are there yeah, for example sorry
0: to jump jump in on you there Neil Siri got his medical done for the UFC by Code Blue. Yeah. He got it done at the last battle zone. Whipped the shirt off in the changing room after the fights and got <coughs> tests done that he required, that the UFC required him to have done. And he was able to get them done there. I know, as P.T. said, it would take a big financial um, investment to be able to do that for every fighter. But um, as you said, we never want to have to wake up the morning after.
2: Yeah, that's, I suppose that's a debate for another day, but you know, uh, all we can say is condolences to his family, his team, and everyone that's been, you know, touched by this in the MMA community. Like, you know, we, we don't, as I said, we don't want to see anything like this ever happening again, and like, if you could urge anything to happen you could urge the IAPA and Sport Ireland and everyone to get together and if you're listening to this give them, you know, give them a tweet give them an email PC send their Graham Merrigan and email them why, why could everyone else do that get on get on to Sport Ireland and say MMA needs to be regulated we want it regulated in this in this country that's that's how things get done you know as, as, as you were saying as well we can't sport you know People are putting on shows, but you can't. You can't support a show that's not regulated. Uh, I've said it hundreds of times on this podcast because we talked about safety loads of times. I have no interest in seeing guys fighting unless they're under the strictest, you know, strictest um, regulations out there. They have. They have to be. Without that, we've chaos. We are. We become what Joe Duffy says. That's what we become. And you then know? you're
0: giving them a platform again, exactly. maybe to and they're right that's, they that's what it is completely
2: if you, you know so you have to do it we have to as Lorenzo Fertitta says you have to run towards regulation and once we have that there's you know anything other than that in, at least we can be sure that we're doing the right things you know and uh, hopefully, hopefully it can happen
0: well on that then to finish um, as pt said if your club if you're listening to this maybe you train martial arts maybe you're a fighter find out immediately is your club affiliated to the IAPA Mm-hmm. every single club that's able to needs to be affiliated to the IAPA. Secondly, these shows cannot continue to run unless they have the full backing of the IAPA, in my opinion. I know that's we're a media outlet, Sean, we can do nothing to try and enforce that. We can do nothing to, to say you need to be doing this because people yep. may want to make money at the end of the day on their shows. Absolutely not. It cannot shows cannot continue to run without that sort of governance behind it and even then i know i've spoke to someone the other day who had spoke to andy and john at the show or maybe it was just andy about putting a show on in the future Mm -hmm. are you with the iapa yeah i'm with the iapa right we'll support you because they know they can help get officials they can help get the medical team they can help get equipment they have all the the IAPA have all of the links within its own body to be able to put on a well-run professional show in the exact (coughs) format that Battlezone did a couple of weeks ago and Battlezone really have led the line by doing this now and other shows promotions I would like to comment on it I don't know enough about it at the moment in terms of the north of ireland um, and yeah, it's
2: different you see they're not regulated by our government they're not under so, the iapa either yeah,
0: so different. i will reach out to danny Cor and maybe we can try to find out what the, the protocols are, are for up there but as as you said earlier on sean absolutely we do not want this to ever be repeated again in the sport in ireland yeah so on that i suppose uh, thank you very much for listening is that it sean yeah we'll anything else you like, want to finish on
2: just just why uh, people are wondering, we did the podcast, shorter and stuff. Yeah. You know, this is kind of a comedy MMA podcast, and there's no place for comedy this week. You know, this this is too serious. So we'll be back with all the questions and all the crack and everything next week again.
0: So next Tuesday, Severe MMA podcast returns in its entirety. We'll have a longer episode. Um, until then, thank you very much for listening. And to finish off again, our thoughts, our condolences. Um, our well wishes to Joe Carvalho's family, his friends. And also, to finish off, we'll share it on Severe. The IAPA have set up a GoFundMe account um, in terms of getting money to bringing his body home and to help the family with um, with the expenses and stuff of the funeral. Um, when I last checked, there was a couple of thousand raised. The goal is to get €20,000 raised. Even if you don't have any money in your bank account or any money until you get paid, please share it because maybe you're going to share it onto the timeline of someone who uh, is in a position to be able to donate money and uh, get that goal up towards the the, uh, 20,000. So um, until then, thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to you on Tuesday afternoon. See you.